Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Wu Wings, a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your Uber Eats or Postmates app. Wu Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama, with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion. Tell them, Nate. Wu Wings, legendary flavors, world championship wings. Woo! Wu Wings. Yeah! Woo-woo! Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With the voice of your childhood, Tony Schiavone. Tony, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, that's a that's a very good uh, What Happened When. That's oh, one of your better ones. Man. Well, we're doing it bright and early this morning, so maybe I'm just in a good mood. And really, I think uh, our audience and the whole wrestling world is just curious to hear from you. 
Are you okay? Uh, <coughs> uh, yeah, I'm fine. Smoke another one, Jr. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, listen, we we've joked on the show here for a while that you um, you even might even you know throw a throw a T-shirt on that says non bumper. Oh, you're talking around. about you. Oh, I get it now. I get it. Well, you're I'm just saying to, you, you were physically attacked on television, Tony. Yeah. Well, you know, that's twice now, you know, uh, uh, Stokely Hathaway grabbed me one time. Yeah. Well, come on now. Anybody worried about what Stokely Hathaway does? No, he's kind of salt off little guy, right? He's uh-huh. kind of like, uh, he's kind of like, uh, well, he's taller than, than Shuley, but he's, uh, he's a small guy, but are you okay now that you've been physically attacked on television? I'm great. Thank you. Good. Um, thanks for your hollow concern. Was your, was your family <clears throat> smoke another one, JR where, uh, um, what's going on with me? You got that cocoa V, uh, no Is it sneaking up on you. <clears throat> no, I don't think anyway. Uh, so I'm great. Well, I mean, here, uh, here's the question I got. I mean, sincerely is, is MJF suspended? No, he's fined. Okay. Good. We got to put a stop to it. You know, he was just on Ariel Hawani bragging about how much money he's making now. I hope it's a big fine. Great big fine. Why would he be on Ariel Hawani's show if he's a big star? There you go. Uh, real question though, with the fine, do you get part of that fine and do you get to spend it on bug? Uh, I don't get part of the fine, but I would, had I, I think it would be great if that was like the new loophole you discovered and you'd be like, honey, do you want a new deck? Yeah, good. I'm going to go piss off MJF, make him throw me down. <laughs> I mean, like that. Yeah. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good oh, idea. On. That's pretty good. I'm just yeah. saying. <clears throat> yeah. Today we've got uh, another good idea. Uh, we're going to be asking you to get your cuck out. And, uh, come watch some, some old school wrestling with us. This is going to be the episode where we see Ric Flair drop the world's heavyweight championship wow. to Ronnie Garvin, uh, and, uh, in, in, in Detroit. That's and good. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, we just covered a little JCP from 1987 last week. We're doing it again this week. And, uh, this should be a special show, man. You know, I want you to fire it up. It's September 26th, 1987. Mm. Can you believe dude that this is mm. 35 years ago? Uh, it, uh, no, I cannot. And that just shows you how quickly time goes by, especially when you get older and I can remember it like it was yesterday. There's very, there are a lot of people will ask me, Hey, do you remember back at this? And I'll go, no, no. I don't remember that. I don't, but I remember this because I was there and I've told the story that the very next day we ended up going to, we had a show in, uh, in Norfolk. So we flew from Detroit to Norfolk. And when we arrived at the airport, there were these girls, mm-hmm. young ladies, young ladies who always in, and Norfolk was one of the better towns with that, who always, uh, provided us rides. And they, a couple of them were there waiting on us. That was back when you used to be able to 
come to the gate without a ticket. Right. And they were right. They were at the gate waiting. And one of them said to me, there was like six of them there. One of them said to me, Hey, so Ronnie won the world title last night. And I went, how the hell do yeah, you know that? Yeah. You know, it's not the internet, right? I mean, the internet wasn't even alive back then. And it just shows you how within the wrestling community, telephone, telegraph, tell a wrestler, tell a wrestling fan, tell a wrestling and word gets out. Yeah. And in the, it, it just, I was astonished. Gosh, that happened just last night in Detroit. And now we're in the next morning we're in uh, Norfolk and these girls know. So that stuck with me for quite a while. What's crazy to think about too, is, uh, the show we're about to watch MJF wasn't even alive. He would be born nine years after this. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, that, you know, that, that's crazy. That makes you feel, that makes me feel old. How old were you at this time? You were like what? Uh, six, six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's probably interesting to be, you know, a real old fuck like you are and, and be in talent relations. And you see some of these young whippersnappers paperwork and you're like, God damn, they were born after nitro. Yeah, I know it is. It is. And then, um, that a lot of times is a good reason why some are so fucking stupid as they are now, Mm. um, being born after nitro. Well, I'm glad they, they missed a lot of that, you know, cause there's a lot of nitro that was pretty bad. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I'd have been born after nitro. Hey, so, uh, I know we don't talk about current stuff a lot, but I do want to oh, congratulate you guys on a big show. It, it came out that this, uh, I believe was the all time record for a TV show for AEW over a million dollar gate. Uh, yeah. it's only happened a handful of times in all of professional wrestling. Of course, when you adjust for inflation, maybe more, but still. Uh, it's a big deal when you're doing a TV show and you got a million dollar gate and, uh, what an eventful show, Chris Jericho, now the ring of honor world champion, uh, his eighth world title reign and his first ever ring of honor, uh, championship. You got to think that he's going to add some more eyeballs to that next ring of honor pay-per-view or whatever this becomes. Uh, and then in the main event, we saw John Moxley become the AEW world champion for the third time. I think a lot of folks, myself included, kind of thought, well, this is going to be Brian Danielson's day. It was not. So Danielson is now Oh, two against, mm-hmm. uh, against Moxley, but maybe the most, uh, exciting thing for the fans in the building was a coin flip uh, not one of those world title wins, but the acclaimed winning the tag team titles and Man, you want to talk about a quote unquote homegrown act that has just gotten over and exceeded all expectations. Oh, scissor me daddy. The yeah. Claimed win, man. Uh, it was a confetti moment, a big deal. It feels like the third time Billy Gunn's done this, by the way. Uh, I saw a guy, um, one of my pals on Twitter point out that Billy Gunn was a big part of getting over DX. And then he did the beautiful people in TNA and they had the highest rated segments over there. And now here the acclaimed are he's done it three times. Uh, and then we saw the big debut that I know you were probably most excited about the mm. former page or, uh, Soraya. I, I think yeah. we've, we've all been saying it incorrectly, not Soraya, but Soraya Soraya is right. Yeah. Uh, Soraya made her debut and man, what a reaction she got pretty cool to see her back in, uh, Back in the spotlight, I had the good fortune of meeting her again at Starcast, and 
she was fantastic. And I'm really happy that she's got some opportunity here, man. I'm excited to see what's possible. Uh, she, she put out a little cryptic tweet saying, don't believe everything you read in the dirt sheets. See you Wednesday. Yeah. And I'm really excited that she's there. It's, yeah. a, it's a doggone exciting time to be a wrestling fan. Is it not? It is. I went backstage and where we had her secluded and, and talk with her for a little bit. And I was just, she was so genuinely excited about being with us. And that, that was great. I mean, you could tell when she was talking about being here and she wasn't nervous, right? Just talking about, uh, how excited she was about being with us. And this, she thought was the place to be. And it made me feel good about our company. There's a lot of things that have been going on, uh, since all out that makes me feel very good about our company. Now, mm-hmm. obviously on a business side, when you have the, you know, consistent ratings that we've had for the last, what, four or five weeks now, and mm-hmm. you get a million dollar gate, but there's a lot of positive things going on. And we've, we're, we've, uh, we got some good leadership backstage, uh, not, not from an office standpoint, but from a wrestler standpoint that, uh, that these kids like the acclaimed and some other kids that, that work for us need that absolutely need. It was, uh, mentioned last night on, uh, as we're recording on rampage, uh, that this week at the end of rampage that this week, uh, juice Robinson will wrestle for us. What a great uh, talent. What a great guy. Yeah. Have you had any yeah. time? To, have you had a chance to spend any time with him? Yeah. Tremendous. I love that guy. I'm so glad he's going to be there. Yeah. For, I was, uh, talked to him for forbidden door and he has been, uh, because, you know, most of you know that he's married to Tony storm. Uh, he's been backstage a number of times, just not wrestling, but back, back there with his wife, like Adam so. Cole before him. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to see Juice Robinson wrestle. Me too. And uh, I did a, I did. I don't know if you recall at Forbidden Door. I did an interview with him, a backstage mm. interview with him. It was pretty cool. And uh, so yeah, there's a. It's a, you're right. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. I feel very good about what's going on. I, I love the people I work with backstage. I love the staff that we've built. Uh, but tell you what else I love. I love going back and looking at old JCP stuff. And I do. Well, uh, here's what I like. I like hearing even at your advanced age, you don't have any problem getting a Woodrow. Uh, but let me give you some advice. If you think you're actually going to get to uh, round the bases, you might want to be prepared. You might need to, you know, give that old fella a little confidence. I'm talking about blue chew. Of course, they are not only sponsoring this podcast, but our doggone studios. And blue chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Now, if you haven't tried blue chew, let me ask you, what's the holdup, you know, for sure it works. I mean, they've been a day one advertiser with us. They're really taken wrestling by storm. It's just a regular part of the culture now. And it's a regular part of our routine. Whenever I'm trying to get brownie points with the misses, seriously, man, no shame in my game. If you're looking to leave a lasting impression, blue chew can help. You can take them anytime day or night. So plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. It's so simple to get this started too. Number one, you sign up at bluechew.com. Number two, you'll consult with their licensed medical providers. And number three, once you're approved, well, you get your prescription within a few days. All blue chew tablets are made in the USA. They're prepared and shipped directly to your door, all in a discreet package. 
But the best part, it's all done online. There's no doctor's office. There's no awkward conversations. There's no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew really works. And Tony, we've got a great opportunity for folks to try it free, right? If you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to reform, Blue Chew can help. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Like you said, Conrad, try Blue Chew free when you use promo code WHW at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code WHW to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank Blue Chew for sponsoring our podcast. As always, we come to you on what happened when from the Blue Chew studios. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, before we get rolling on today's show, which again, uh, airs on September 26, 1987, we want you to watch along with us on Peacock. Uh, did you ever listen, you, you've, you've been around a long time. Did you ever have a circumstance where one of your buddies tried to date one of your sisters, or you tried to date one of your buddy's sisters, or maybe a friend of yours tried to date another friend of your sister, or maybe that was a, an issue. No. Mm-mm. Well, I've been faced with a dilemma and I was hoping you could drop some old man advice on me. Can I just tell you what's going on? Whose sister are you trying to date? Well, I'm married. I'm not trying to date anybody. Oh, okay. Got, got it. All right. You're, you're, you're trying to help out a friend here. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to understand. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a friend and you know, for the sake of telling this story, I feel like I should probably change their name. So we'll call this friend. I don't know. Cassio. Okay. Okay. Just mm-hmm. picking a random name, random name. Yeah. Uh, and my friend Cassio and I are really good friends with, and I, again, I think I should probably change their name to protect the innocent. We'll call this other friend Dre, the bartender from the boot, you know, okay. just, just hypothetically, okay. um, you know, some fictional person, fictional person, right. And Cassio has a, uh, a sister who's recently this friend I'm calling Cassio mm-hmm. has a friend who's recently relocated to North Alabama. And I think our friend who we're going to call Dre, the bartender from the boot, he maybe likes what she has to offer in life. This, this sister of Cassio. Okay. All right. And he has not expressed that. Uh, verbally or non-verbally in any way, personally to me or Cassio, or as far as I know to who this, this person we're calling Cassio sister at all. Mm-hmm. Got it. But you cannot log on to Facebook and see anything that this person, that this sister posts and not see some sort of response from this fellow we're calling Dre the bartender. Wow. So he's like, uh, he's blowing her shit up, dude. Yeah. So he's like really stupid. Well, it, I, I'm just trying to now, of course, when we tried to call him, cause you know me, I won't let that fly. 
Like when I see, hey, I got to yeah. start poking, you know me, I yeah. start poking right. mm-hmm. and he gets me these, these high pitched who me? No. Now, of course that means it's for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure, like, first of all, a lot could go wrong here. Could be a lot of hurt feelings. Could be the end of some friendships. But then again, yeah. it could work out. And hypothetical, this fictional person named Dre the bartender from the boot could actually be the real life brother-in-law of this other hypothetical person that he's friends with named Cassio. And I think that would be really awesome. But there's a good chance it goes the other way. Yeah. There's an even better chance it doesn't happen at all. Yeah, you just got to let nature take its course on this thing. Well, uh, God has a way of weeding out the stupid people. Okay. I, I, I really believe that. Um, and in your professional opinion, yeah. the old man advice you're dropping on us now is that this hypothetical fictional person named Dre, the bartender from the boot, he might just be a stupid person. Yeah. Might be stupid as shit. Oh, got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The advice. Uh, so you're looking for advice. Yeah. The advice I would be would like, you know, dude, uh, rub one out. Yes. Beat that thing. Like it owes you money. Yes. Rub one out mm-hmm. before you log on. Mm. Or do something aside. There's so many things you can do instead of social media. And there's so many things you can do. You can rub one out. You can clean the kitchen. You can take a bath. You can uh, go for a ride. You can take a country shit. You can fix the back door of the house. Yeah. You can uh, write a letter to a friend. You can read a book. You can watch Star Wars on Disney Plus. You can watch uh, AEW Dynamite Wednesdays, 87 Central. Um, you could, uh, go to your neighbor's, uh, house next door and borrow a cup of sugar, <clears throat> cup of sugar. Okay. You could, uh, probably, uh, take your dirty ass rag and clean the bar. Um, you could, uh, learn how to make a new drink besides just pour shots for Conrad. I don't drink shots. Okay. Or whatever it is. Vodka water. Vodka water little color in it yeah you know Uh, the deal speaking of a little color uh we saw the great muda this past weekend friday night in aew Uh, and uh he added a little color he sprayed a little color i think in uh buddy yeah buddy matthew's face and then darby allen i believe as a result of that took Uh one hell of a bump that was maybe supposed to go through a table uh-huh. And then instead wound up being partially through a table, but mostly with the back of his head uh-huh. hitting a damn guardrail and he needed staples to close it. Yeah, man. How about that? Oof! what a segment. And, and what a, what a surprise, the great Muda. And, and it's come out over the weekend that, uh, sting is going to be involved in the great Muda's retirement match, uh, for Noah early right. next year. Yeah, man. How, when wrestling is 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 good man there ain't nothing better and muda and sting getting together all these years later that's just great stuff is it not it's yeah it i didn't know muda was showing up until i got there that day so that was really uh <clears throat> i i just i loved seeing him and 
And people are asking me, you did a lot of Muda matches. And I really didn't because Muda's kind of heyday was while I was in the WWE, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really didn't, but it was good seeing him. Uh, he can still do a pretty damn good dragon screw leg whip. And uh, he obviously is age as we all have. But for fans of nostalgia, that was a great, great moment. If you like to remember your childhood, that's a good memory. A huge moment, a fantastic yeah. moment. And I, I, I realized I just mistakenly said that it was uh, Darby Allen who took the bump. I'm so used to cra- crazy Darby Allen bumps. It was actually Julia Hart who took that giant bump, uh-huh. which when you think about just taking a bump on the floor, woof. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hope everybody's okay. My goodness. What a time to be a wrestling fan. And, and, uh, without further ado, I say we get going, Tony, we normally have a little special countdown here. I would like for us to, uh, go do that for season three, episode 38, September 26, 1987. We're about to see a world title change, buddy. That's a big show. Yeah. Big show. Uh, and, uh, we are, by the way, we are uh, going to have, uh, our friend, Steph Chesney. Do it again. Steph just recovered from uh, COVID. Oh, wow. I'm glad to yeah. hear he kicked out. Yeah. And he had it, uh, it, it knocked him, it knocked him out for about a month. Damn. Yeah. So it's good to have him here back with us. We have scenes now that he is going to be another pin in, in the ass and text me every day that he's not sick. Glad, so. glad he's here to ruin your life a little more. Thank you. So for already, it's time for our watch along. fun open that was uh of course now we're going to get to the show but just hearing the music seeing the cage the darkened arena that's old school fun shit right there man yeah man that's the way that's the way we remember it the way we remember it such a fun time and of course here we go man we're off and running let's track it States. Hi, everybody. I'm Cody Giovanni. We're ringside here at the studios of WTBS. And as you've heard and seen before, David Crockett at the Joe Louis Arena in Detroit with an update. Hopefully later on, the excitement is mounting out there in Detroit for the big event at the Joe Louis Arena. We'll be going to David Crockett a little bit later on for an update on the excitement there at the Joe Louis Arena. Here today, the World Tag Team Champions, the Rock and Roll Express are with us here today. Also, a look at another great tag team, our first look at the Sheep Herders. They'll be here with us today. Kevin Sullivan, Bugsy McGraw, Arn Anderson, and Tully Blanchard will be here. And we'll take a look at a match 
between the Midnight Express and Jim Cornette going up against Nikita Kolov and Barry Windham was for the U.S. Heavyweight title and involvement involving the Four Horsemen came about in that match. All the top stars of the NWA are here. It's going to be an hour and a half of great wrestling action that you'll never forget right here today. Let's go to the ring for our first event. Isn't it amazing that I tried to portray the fact that we would be going live to the Joe Louis Arena? Yes. What the fuck was wrong with us? That's a little silly in hindsight, is it not? Yeah, it's stupid. The people are probably that were at the event were going, wait a minute. Yeah. Didn't I have a ticket to that thing? What the hell? By the way, this, uh, the, the show that you quote unquote went live to, it was your debut at the arena, September 25th, 1987. So four days prior, right? The undercard for that show had the barbarian beating Shane Douglas, uh, tiger Conway jr. Beating Gary young sting, beating Eddie Gilbert, Tim Horner, beating Shaska Watley. Barry Windham beating Rick Steiner, Nikita Koloff beating Ivan Koloff, mm. uh, Ricky and Robert, uh, defeating the U S tag champs, Bobby Eaton and Stan lane by DQ, Michael Hayes beating the Terminator, Terry huh. Taylor beating, uh, Brad Armstrong, Dr. Death, Steve Williams beating big Bubba dusty Rhodes and the road warriors beating Lex Luger, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard in a steel cage. And then of course your main event, man, 35 minutes. Ron Garvin and Ric Flair in a steel cage. Pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool card there loaded top to bottom. What was that six man again? Yeah. Okay. It all right. Dusty Rhodes and the road warriors. Yep. Against Lex Arn and Tully. Yeah. Now, uh, flash forward to, to today, Dusty's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. It just shows you how things change. You know, it, I know it's 35 years ago, but. Dusty no longer with us. The road warriors both are gone. Yeah. Uh, Tully works at a prison system. Um, Luger, uh, has had his health problems, but has really kicked out and shown his true colors about being the great guy that he is. And Arn Anderson is 800 pounds. It's just amazing how things change through the years. You know, you, you, t- you should do shit on your friends a lot here. I don't. I don't have many friends. Oh, you don't count Arn as a friend now that you're all oh, Arn. Oh, oh, I was a joke. Oh. It was a joke. Okay. I mean, I guess, and, and you know what? And you know what? I, I, you know where I learned to shit on my friends. Not, don't you dare. Oh yeah. Don't <laughs> you, you better not. Oh yeah. I was, I what? never, I, I never, never. No, uh, uh-uh. I'll be I never, darned. I never busted people's balls till I met you. Uh-uh. And that, so right now this is that PSA. From the eighties. I learned it from watching you, dad. (laughs) I can't believe you're hitting me with that bullshit line. (laughs) You grew up with Lois Shivani and I taught you how to shit on people. Come on now. Uh, you're the best at it. There's nobody like you. Well, it's like, I've done pretty well with it. Oh no. Done pretty well with it. It's a career. I, um, Tony, I got to tell you, I, we're recording this on Saturday morning. I'm not looking forward to today. Okay. Why is that? My wife has convinced me to do a colon cleanse. <laughs> I've never done it before, but you know, it's one of those deals where you just try to make your wife happy. Okay. Is that stuff you drink? Or are you going to get something stuck up your ass and squirt it into it? Like I got an enema too. not an enema, uh, not okay. a colonoscopy. Nothing's going in. It's exit only okay. daddy. Uh, but I am going to, uh, drink. A couple of drinks as soon as we finish here, 
and, uh, supposedly that will start the process and then I'll do a little more in the evening and I have to do it twice in the morning, twice in the evening. Uh, and, and I'm doing it today and tomorrow. So supposedly this is going to be, uh, well, a situation. Have you done this before? Uh, I have not, but you know what? I, I've, I've never really, maybe I'm wrong. Your, your wife would probably know better since she's in the medical profession. Yeah. I've never really needed one. Well, she doesn't think necessarily that I need one. She just knows that, you know, she does them as a, you know, I'm not going to say she does them all the time, but maybe an annual thing or I don't know every other year or whatever. Well, I've never done it at all. And she says that, you know, uh, a lot of folks will lose like three to 10 pounds Oh shit. Uh, uh, and I was like, what? There's no way. And she's like, well, if you've never done one, you might be. So I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to check this out. Well, I made the mistake of Googling what that might look like. And buddy, it is not pleasant. It's almost like a rock and roll express promo. That's right. Tony, you see the four horses in the world, how tough they are. But it always seems there's always three or four of them on two, never one on one and never two on two. So let's get a little simple here. I want to show the whole world just exactly what the four horsemen are made out of. And that is nothing, baby. Nothing to what it's about. They don't have one inside here. Let's go see what it's all about. Take a look at that videotape he's talking about, fans. Wow. Uh, I, you know, timing's everything sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> you just said. Man, I, I don't like what that looks like. It's kind of like a rock and roll express interview. Boom. And Ricky Morton said, that's right, Tony. <laughs> it was the best timing. I, I was so happy when it happened. I was like, I hope Tony's half as happy with that as I am. That was perfect, man. What a great, uh, flashback clip we get here too. I just love the look of the old JCP shows, the darkened arena, just yeah. the lighting over the ring. And you see Tully Blanchard. Slowly dripping out of the ring as his feet catch him from just sliding and falling on his head. And yeah, JJ's coming to check on him. Get up, get up. <laughs> and look at Hall of Famer Teddy Long doing the old double down, double count here. Yeah, this is the Carolinas because you could barely see him in your left. There he is. Wally Dusick is the, the bell ringer. So. Here comes Arn Anderson, annoyed, angry, upset. How about how about Lord back Buster. when people used to get excited about a DQ? Yeah. Different era, man. Yeah. You know what? No, but I know I really, who, and he's a hell of a guy. <laughs> I really I really think that uh that Dusty had so many DQ finishes as the booker back then. Yeah that it's almost impacted what we do today. Oh, so now you're one of those people. No, Dusty's fault. I got it. No, I'm not saying it's Dusty's fault. I'm just saying that Dusty had a lot of those and there were a lot of them after Dusty and before Dusty and you just don't have them anymore. Just 
So you be ready to come back to Hard Ellison, the Four Horsemen. That's you, baby, because we are the NWA World Tag Team Champions. And the funny thing about it is, woo, there's nothing you won't be able to do about it. Yeah! Ricky and Robert, the World Tag Team Champions. Fans, more action right after this. He got fired up for that angle, didn't he? He did. They're taking a break. I think we should too, Tony at nine 55. There we go. And of course, you know what we're taking a break for We're talking about maybe one of my favorite sponsors of all time, boys and girls, chili sleep. And this is big news. Chili sleep is now sleep me. They're bringing you the same great sleep that chili sleep offered, but under a new name, you see sleep me makes the coldest and most comfortable sleep systems available. They create the environment that meets the body's natural need for lower core temperatures. That's going to promote deeper, more restorative sleep. I have bright, vivid, colorful dreams. Now, last night, it wasn't the best dream. Uh, I dreamed that uh, I was in the, the, the front seat of a truck and the, uh, I was in the passenger side mm-hmm. and the driver's side window was down and the keys were in the ignition and a damn Georgia fan came up and tried to crank the truck and ju- crank the truck and jump in. And then I was wishing in that moment that I had a gun so I could shoot him in the head, not for stealing a pickup truck, but for being a Georgia fan. (laughs) And then I woke up and I said, damn it. Chili sleep does it again. (laughs) Uh, serious business. Chili sleep makes the Uller. That's what I've got. Fantastic. Highly recommend. They got a cube, but they've also got the doc pro sleep systems. More about that in a minute. Either way. All three of these dudes are water-based temperature controlled mattress toppers. They fit over your existing mattress to provide you your ideal sleep temperature. The mattress pads keep your bed at the perfect temperature for deep, cold sleep. These sleep systems are designed to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and give you the confidence and energy to power through your day. Now, let's talk a little bit more about this brand new Doc Pro sleep system. This has two times more cold power than the other models. I'm jealous. It's whisper quiet, and it has a tubeless mattress pad design that allows for five times more cooling contact. Pair it with the new sleep.me app for enhanced device control and sleep scheduling. That's right. You can even automate your chili sleep. I have absolutely loved my experience with the Uller. I can't recommend it enough. I, I don't mind telling you I'm ordering a new doc pro sleep system. This has improved my, my quality of my life. Sincerely. It's worth every nickel. I'm sleeping better than ever. I don't have trouble falling asleep or staying asleep. I'm not tossing or turning or fighting with the pillows or covers. And I just wake up, man, and I don't feel tired, which is why I can hit this show first thing in the morning and have one of my best what happened wins ever. Tony, tell them how to save some money. Head over to sleep.me slash WHW to learn more and save 25% off the purchase of any new Doc Pro, Cube, or Uller sleep system. This offer is available exclusively for what happened when listeners and only for a limited time. That's sleep, S-L-E-E-P dot M-E slash W-H-W to take advantage of our exclusive discounts and wake up refreshed like Conrad does every day. Fantastic. Highly recommend it. And uh, without further ado, Tony, let's get back into the show. I'm at nine minutes and 55 seconds. Here we go. In three, two, one, play. So we got Bugsy McGraw versus gladiator. Number one, mm-hmm. what's your favorite Bugsy McGraw match? Uh, could be this one right here. You know, uh, Bugsy came back to us, uh, on TV and we watched it. I watched it with Cassio and Cassio had never seen Bugsy. Uh, and they had team Bugsy with the boogie woogie man, 
Bugsy was different, man, wasn't he? He did things that no one else did. Like dancing with fans. How about that presentation? Mm-hmm. If, 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 uh, <laughs> hypothetically, if Cassio were to, my hypothetical friend named Cassio, mm-hmm. that would change their name, you know, to protect the innocent. Hypothetically, if he were to get a new brother-in-law mm-hmm. and Dre, the bartender, he'd probably act and behave a little bit like Bugsy McGraw here. Would that be happy or just out of his mind? Out of his mind. Okay. You know, I was thinking, believe it or not, probably not that I probably need to come see in Huntsville. Cause I haven't seen a long, long time. Oh gosh. We got to get a fun occasion set up for that. Cause you know, yeah. we could have some fun. Just make that make, we could probably, we could probably like have some hors d'oeuvres or something and set them on a big platter and sit it on top of the head of, of Shuley because he's about as tall as a table. Um, I take it. You, uh, you recently saw Shuley. Would that be fair to say? We t- we did a lot of texting recently. Oh, I hadn't he, heard. He came to the show in, uh, in New York. I'm, uh, does that mean he's finally getting the fuck out of Alabama? Uh, he was, he was, he was the fuck out of Alabama that night, man. And, and he, he kept texting me during the show and I'm thinking I shouldn't never have texted him. Say, are you in the building? Yeah. Cause that, that was the wrong that up in the floodgates. Yeah. That is. It it, it but, does make me laugh because whenever any of my friends text you during the show and you text back, they're so mm-hmm. excited to tell me. And I'm like, y'all know he's working on live TV right now. Right? Like, right. It's okay to just leave him the fuck alone. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I should, I should just like turn my phone off. Well, you're not going to do that because all you've got to do, even if you get caught not paying attention is you just hit him on one of these. Yeah. That's exactly right. Jr. Absolutely. Actually though, Jr. wasn't even on the show this week. What the fuck is no. up with that? No, they, they started using him on rampage now. Well, you're going to get more people listening to rampage for sure. I mean, yeah, there you go. What well, a you national know what? treasure that's, uh, a- as you saw by the rampage from, um, this past Friday. Yeah. With the great Muda and all that, right. Uh, that we are, that we are putting a lot of emphasis lot on of that steam, show. Lot- lot of emphasis on show, including Jr. So yeah. So there you go. Once upon a time, uh, a lot of wrestling fans perceived uh, SmackDown to be the B show and raw mm-hmm. to be the a show. And then of course, when mm-hmm. SmackDown went to Fox, a lot of people said, oh, that makes raw the B show mm-hmm. and uh, stupid ass Matt Coon pointed out. He feels like this is the first time in a long time that the, it doesn't feel like the WWE has a B show. Yeah. And I think it's cool that you guys are, are trying to ramp up that Friday show. It'll feel less and less like a B show. You no, know, yeah. it's not live, but man, when you're loaded up with as much talent as you are and big surprises, like the freaking great Muda, that doesn't yeah. great Muda doesn't work. B shows. Nope. Yeah, that's a big deal. No, you no, you are. You are correct, sir. Look at this motherfucker <laughs> airplaning around and. That was some 1980s, if there ever was any. I hope he comes over and talks to us. We got to get a, a Bugsy promo. I'm ready. Yeah, for it. right. So anyway, I was thinking about coming out to to see you. Love to have you. Uh, maybe yeah. we could do it on a football Saturday and motherfuck each other all day. It'd be great. Wow. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear Larry Thompson say, "You bitch." <laughs> I forgot you've heard that. Here we go. Okay. This is the reason I interview. This is what this is. That's right. <laughs> 
There are people, there are people here. I love to see them. You know, there's a lot of questions in life. Point me to that camera. I don't know where I am. I just made a side look over there. The people look at life and say, I wonder why. I look at life and say, I want a pizza. Some people look at the moon and say, oh, how far? I look at the moon and go, oh. Some people look at an airplane and go, I wonder how. I look at the airplane and I go, Jimmy, where's Jimmy? Jimmy, I don't see my street brother, Jimmy, but he's gonna be coming, you understand? October the 18th, Omni. History is coming to the Omni, you understand? Quick direct me on what camera? History, Omni, Atlanta, Georgia, October 18th, my street brother and I, Jimmy the Boogie Woogie Man, baby. For the first time, he and I joined forces in the Omni against the Mod Squad. We're not gonna stand out here and tell you how bad we are. We're not gonna stand out here and tell you how strong we are. We're not gonna stand out here and say how mean we are, how strong, how intelligent. What we're gonna tell you though, you understand, Jimmy Valiant and I, my street brother, is that when we get into the ring, now listen to me, we win matches the old fashioned way. We kick butt. <laughs> bye bye, you look so cool. Thank you, we'll be back, man. Man, that was a, I don't know, that was a fun promo. Yeah, you made it fun. Yeah. I look at life and say, give me a pizza or whatever it was. That yeah, was pretty cool. That's a great line. Now, not only that, you could tell as crazy as he was, he got, he lifted weights. He had big traps and everything on him. Yeah, he's wow, in good shape he... and a smart guy. And look at, look at who's there wow. carrying the flag for the sheep yeah. herders. It's Johnny Ace. Johnny Ace. Huh? He, he's got, unfortunately, he's got the Australian flag in his hand and not a couple of NDAs. Uh, but yeah, there they are. Before they're the bushwhackers, they're the doggone sheep herders. Yeah. A much more serious gimmick, uh, but they were no, they were known obviously nationwide as the Bushwhackers. That's where they came. That, that's where they came into fame. So listen, you're a uh, part of talent relations now. I, mm-hmm. You know, we've learned in wrestling, NDAs are a big part of that. How many you got on paper so far? Uh, if we do that, is out of my realm of what I do for talent relations. It was a smart ass comment. Clearly you don't have any NDAs. I mean, it, it, listen, you are the most asexual person in all of wrestling mm-hmm. and it's wonderful. That's the reason you're a safe hire for talent relations. Yeah, right. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah, these days you got to put thought into that with Tony Schiavone. You're like, oh, give him fucking all access pass. He's fine. Yeah. You see him in the makeup chair. Just let him finish. Yeah. Yeah. You've egg, egg, right. Nothing going on there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of going on, I recently learned that, uh, a friend of mine, uh, he's a, he's a realtor. He, um, we'll call him for the sake of the story. We'll just change his name, protect the innocent. We'll call him Bo. Okay. Uh, Bo was recently, uh, fellowshipping as you uh-huh. know, me and my friends like to do sometimes. Boy, oh boy. And it came up somehow in casual conversation. Actually, he offered it on his own. Uh, you know, those giant, like liter water bottles, not like a 20 ounce, but like a giant liter yep. one, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, he, uh, there was one on the table and he said that 
It was reminiscent of his wiener. <laughs> and I had the exact same response you did. And I said, do what? <laughs> and this, uh, mythical person that I'm changing their name to protect the innocent name, Bo, Bo, the realtor <clears throat> is a white boy from Mississippi. Okay. And I'm thinking, buddy, yeah. <laughs> there ain't no yeah. doggone way. Yeah. You got a one liter hanging. Okay. Uh, please tell me he didn't show it to you. I demanded he showed it to me. Okay. Oh, and I said, I demand we go to the bathroom right now and save all these women and children here. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pull my britches down to my knees. <laughs> well, easy. And I'm going to expect this is you, not sounding good. I'm going to expect you to do the same. <laughs> this is not okay. And we're going to have us. It's, it's an, time to take another break here on <laughs> what happened. With- <laughs> we're going to have us an old fashioned hog off right here because there ain't no way <clears throat> you got a one liter. Mm-hmm. Not n- zero chance. You got okay. a one liter. All right. And magically, of course, as you might guess, uh-huh. he was not interested in taking me up on the hog off 2022. Wow. And in fact, Man, you, you- <clears throat> as I kept poking the bear about his, his tall tail, there's no uh-huh. way that's real. Yeah. He now decided I got to get Conrad off of this. Cause uh-huh. you know, well, I get fixated on stuff. Yeah. And like I'll- wieners. And I'll poke and poke and poke and poke. Don't say that. I'm talking <laughs> and, about wieners. There you go. Appreciate that. And, <laughs> okay. and he, uh, he notices that my other mythical friend will just call him Cassio, mm-hmm. that he has earrings. He's got diamond studs, much like uh, Noah, Anthony Shivani. Wow. When did he, when did he get those? Well, so. Bo, the realtor, Bo, the realtor, the guy we're going to call Bo, the realtor goes, Mm -hmm. yeah, I got my ears pierced. And I said, well, you're not, you're not wearing earrings. I've never seen you wear earrings. He goes, oh no, no, but, but they're still pierced. Mm. And I was like, Bo, when, when was the last time you wore an earring? He goes, man, um, 2008, 2009. And I was like, well, Bo, your, your ears aren't pierced anymore. That's, right. that's not how that works. It's, it's growing right. up. Oh no, no, they're still pierced. No, actually, buddy, they're not. They're, yeah. they're not pierced. Oh yeah, right. they are. Mm. So you're saying Cassio could take his earrings out and you could put them in right now. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll do that right now at the table. Yeah. Oh, oh you shouldn't do that. Oh yeah. Give them to me. No, Bo, that mm. this is going to end poorly. You're going to. You're going to re-pierce your ear in public at a table here. We're not going to do that. Yeah. Oh, no, no. That's fine. It's fine. Uh, So, of course, he demands. He gets the earrings. Now, Mm -hmm. this mythical friend of mine, I'm changing the names to protect the innocent. We'll call him Mm -hmm. Cassio. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can't wait to see this. So he pops Mm -hmm. them out. God almighty. And he goes to put it in. Yeah. And you hear. This is real. Did he scream? And we're like, oh, dude. And so then we're like, that's it. We're good. You don't have to do it. No, we're, we're fine. You proved your point. Yeah. He puts the other one in. <laughs> and both, I mean, 
The one on the right now is swelling and throbbing <laughs> like a Flintstone commercial or like a, a Flintstone okay. uh, head injury. Let's listen to it, this. Why yeah. you bloody eggs can see the sheep herders have arrived. 38 different countries. The sheep herders are not true. 38 different countries. The sheep herders New Zealand flag has been flying high. And now, now we come to the biggest, the greatest, the greatest professional wrestling in all the world. The NWA, the root of professional wrestling. And the sheep herders are going to keep on marching. They ain't going to stop the sheep herders. And we are putting out a challenge to all the best in the world and we're willing to take on the Midnight Express the Rock and Roll Cousins the Rock and Roll Express the Lightning Express the Roll Warriors and of course not the last but not least the Mighty Super Powers Dusty Rhodes and the Kato Koloff Cousins and now come along everybody Come and watch the sheep herders demolish the greatest you have. Because we are going to show you bloody yanks out there and the rest of the world that there's only one tag team in the world. There's only one tag team who should have the world belt around their waist. There's only one tag team who's good enough, strong enough, and man enough to beat them all. And with our man, Johnny Ace, the ex-yank, and now one of us, now a mighty sheep herder from down under. Now with Johnny Ace carrying the New Zealand flag aloft, leading the sheep herders to the ring and watching the sheep herders demolish anybody who's in the ring with him. And let's go to the ring. I love those old promos. I do too. You know, here's the first time I knew my, my, my friend Cassio was a dumbass though. His favorite tag team as a kid, mine was demolition. Yeah. A lot of my friends was the road warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love the Steiner brothers. No, no, mm-hmm. not Cassio. Mm. He liked the fucking bushwhackers. Mm, of course he did. How is that your favorite team? So your uh, your other dumbass friend, hypothetically, whose name is Bo. Bo the realtor. Yeah. So he he is, punctures his ear, both of them, and the first one is now swelling and throbbing, like whenever mm. uh, Fred Flintstone would hit his head and it gets a big knot, and it would mm-hmm. you can like see the pulse go through it. Yeah. Right. And around that time, our other. You know, I'm changing the names here to protect the innocent. We'll call him Dre the bartender from the boot. Mm-hmm. He comes around to fill up some more vodka waters and he goes, Hey bro, you're leaking. Uh-huh. And he, he turns to see what he's talking about. And you can see blood just streaming down his neck uh-huh. and he no sold it. It was like, no, I told you my ears could be same uh-huh. sitting where he claimed yeah. he had a one liter Peter. Now yeah, you, he's bleeding in public. You know what? I'm, I'm rethinking coming to, uh, Huntsville. Don't you want to so, see one of these circus guys do their deal for you? Come on. I don't know. Sometimes I, I, sometimes I fear that that stupid can be contagious. 
Well, if that was true, I would be bleeding right now and I'm not. <laughs> and I can tell you in a loud and clear voice, I, I personally do not have, uh, in my possession or any mm. need for a one liter Peter. Yeah. Well, hey, oh. speaking of, uh, things that rhyme with Peter, mm. did you watch the, uh, the Jeter series this year? The captain, like an eight part series about the career of Derek Jeter. No, I did not. And where, where is it? Oh, you got to go check it out. It was done for ESPN. You can uh, watch it on ESPN plus or yeah. a bunch of other, no, I recommend it. I'm, I'm two episodes in really loved it. You're a baseball guy or once upon a time identified as a baseball guy. Yeah. I think you would dig it. I mean, you, you saw the whole Michael Jordan last dance thing a few years ago, right? I did not. Oh, you got to go watch both of those. The Jordan one's probably better, but okay. you being a baseball nerd, like he used to be. I think you'd mm-hmm. like the Jeter piece. Mm-hmm. My, uh, my friend clay back in the day, yeah. uh, he used to call him sweet Peter Jeter because you know, that fella, he was just walking around, just slaying New York city. Oh my God. He had oh to, my God. you know, like you, oh you, you, you got all these world series rings so early. You're like the captain of the team and mm-hmm. you know, the face of the team. And you're like 21 years old. Handsome, handsome devil. Oh yeah. Making like baseball money. Mm-hmm. Woo. He had to just be yeah. destroying. Speaking of destroying, look at you in that sweet mustache. Special match, yeah. The midnight express of any of the U S tag team belts against the team of Nikita Koloff and Barry Windham. Now setting this up, let us tell you that Arn Anderson has said it many times right here on this program. He is hot on the trail of Barry Windham and that Western States heritage time. And Arn Anderson got involved in this match. He had a purpose and we're going to take a look at a tremendous match for nationwide television audience to see right now. Let's take a look at the midnight express against Nikita Koloff and Barry Windham. Hey, you know, we talked about this last week. This is, you know, you guys are, are, are deviating a little bit from the old tried and true formula. We're showing really big time matches here. As we see the rock and roll express, of course, Dennis Condry's now gone. Stan lanes in there tagging with Bobby Eaton. Tommy Young's our referee and Nikita Koloff getting the beat down here. This is a, a pretty big time tag match here. And you didn't normally see matches like this on the program. As you can see, Johnny Weaver and Bob Cottle were doing the commentary. So this is for NWA pro wrestling. So we were putting this on syndication as well, but yeah, things have, things have changed. Normally we would show maybe like a clip of an angle, Mm -hmm. but now we're showing, uh, extended segments of matches portion of matches. Sometimes I wonder if that was by design and obviously everything's by design, but if that was maybe sometimes that a necessity that maybe we didn't have enough because, talent there to put on a good show. Yeah. Right. Because of travel. Well, I could see that, but I could also yeah. see how, again, the world is changing. We're on the heels of, uh, WrestleMania three. And it does feel like as a result, the WWF is gaining momentum and perhaps the NWA is losing a little bit of momentum. So you want to try to compete as much as you can. And the, the ratings war, of course, we all know really got to a fever pitch in the Monday night wars, but even back then you guys were keeping up with, uh, you, you know, here's how many stations they have. Here's what they're charging for ad rates. I mean, that was all still part of the game here in 87. Yeah. But let, let me ask you this because I found out like two years later, when I started work for the WWE, 
that they didn't put these type of matches on their TV show. No, they did not. But my point is if they were, if they had better ratings with enhancement matches, maybe you guys thought, well, if we put on real matches, yeah, then maybe, you know, we can get a little market share or maybe you just sat down and thought, am I doing something that I shouldn't be doing? And, or, and yeah, what you should be doing is putting more money into production. Yes. Duh. But no. And, and you know what? I, I, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm, I'm that smart, but I'm smart enough to know, to be able to watch their show. And especially in 89, when I started working for them and saw the production that they had, I'm thinking, this is the reason they are who they are. Yes. Not necessarily. And it's not a knock on the macho man and Hogan who were the big stars at that time. And, uh, in the WWE. But the reason they were who they were was because of production. Their show looked better. It did. It was a, it was a better product on TV production wise, not necessarily wrestling wise, right? But production wise. So how, how talented was Bobby Eaton, dude? The best. I just love seeing every, almost anything and everything he does still yeah. makes me smile all these years later. He was so good at what he, at what he did. I, but you know, the Bobby Eaton that, uh, I, I never thought Bobby Eaton now looking back on it would have been a good instructor of wrestling because he, he just wasn't good at communication as far as talking. And I mean, he was, he was good at communication in the ring, but not a strong promo. No, no, no. <clears throat> I get it. But anyway, good stuff. I want to mention, uh, after you guys finish up here at Joe Lewis, uh, on the 25th, the next day you're running a show in the Norfolk scope on the 26th and a show at the, uh, Raven County high school gym in Clayton, Georgia mm. on the 27th. You have a matinee show at the, oh. uh, Oklahoma state fair. Wow. And you've also got a show at the Greensboro Coliseum on the 27th, the 28th, once again, two shows, one in Darlington, South Carolina, one in Greenville, South Carolina. Then we did that TV taping at the, I think you called it Pfeiffer college gym. Mm-hmm. That's right. And uh, on the 30th, we're at St. Andrews high school on the first, we're at the Dorton arena, mm. which we know is where. I don't even think we talked about this last week. Did we talk about this? Ricky, the dragon steamboat coming back. We man. did. Yeah, we did talk about it. He's going to wrestle. How about that? Yeah. How about that? Never thought to see that happen again. Uh, it, you know, you guys are just all over the place still, but it, it you noticed in there, it feels like some, some more fundraiser shows than there were in 86, some more mm. spot shows, if you will. Spot shows. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that, uh, they just tried to, with an extended roster, Oh, wow. Can't do that anymore. No more chair shots to the head boys. And that gets it done. Stan Lane yeah. gets his hand raised here, hooking the leg on uh, Barry Windham and ta-da. Yeah. Well, back to your point. Uh, I, we were, um, we were doing more spot shows because we had an extended talent roster. Oh, here comes the man himself. Look at him, man. Here he is. The one and only American dream. Dusty Rose. Dusty. Well, you know, that makes me a little bit ill. 
watching that pizza tape. My super partner, Nikita Koloff, has no equal in power and speed. And let me tell you something about Bear Wyndham, four husband and Ian Anderson. I've known that kid since he was 12 years old. And I've watched him fight for everything he's got. And now being the four husband, take it upon themselves to take away a little piece of glory from Bear Wyndham. That ain't gonna go untouched. That ain't gonna go unpunished. Because now the four husband have another man after the high neck. And that's Bear Wyndham. The more night in Greensboro, North Carolina. The four husband meet the superpowers and the warriors of the street in Greensboro. Somewhere between here and there now, dudes begin to be paid. Dusty Rhodes, the legend, Johnny Weaver taught me the Weaver luck. And yes, Lex Luger, it will be your downfall. It will be the total end to the total package. Because you are talking to the legend, Dusty Rhodes. You are talking to the master of disaster. You are talking to the man that makes you feel bad in the morning. You talk to the man that takes money out your pocket on bacon day because you can't be there. So you can't call yourself the total package until you beat the legend. The U.S. title has never been around the waist of Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. So I'm making you a promise, and I've always kept my promise. This heartbeat of America will be the United States Heavyweight Champion, Lex Luger, and I will do it with the Weaver Lock. There's no hole any more devastating, any more powerful than Dusty Rhodes' Weaver Lock, except maybe the hole that this whole world has on my heart. This whole world has a hole on my gut, on my heart. For 16 years, the American dream has done it with you. Don't fail me now. Lord, don't fail me now. We got a big battle in front of us, baby. And it's just starting. So let's get funky like a monkey. We'll be right back, fans. And on that note, what a great promo it is. Tony, let's go ahead and take a timeout at 3703. And there it is. Boys and girls, I want to remind you about another great sponsor we've got here on the program. I've recently started to use it. I absolutely love it. I think you will too. I'm talking about Speedify. Let me explain. Have you ever wished there was something out there that could improve your internet for better speeds and really a better overall experience? Well, what if you could use more than one internet connection at the same damn time, like the hotel or coffee shop, Wi-Fi, and the cellular data connection in your phone, but you combine their speed and their reliability. Well, Speedify is the only app that can help you combine multiple internet sources into one bonded super connection to improve live streaming, video calling, gaming, web browsing, and everything else you do online. Now it's simple to use. It runs in the background. And it lets you combine any number or type of internet connections for better performance. This is available for all of your devices, your PC, your Mac, your iPhone, your Android, even you Linux dudes, we can hook you up, but that's not all at its core. Speedify is also a VPN, 
which means it encrypts all of your web traffic to improve privacy and security. Who doesn't want faster and better internet on their phone? Who doesn't want that? Get it right now. And Tony, we've got a special offer for them, right? Yeah. What are you waiting for? You deserve better internet and Speedify can help deliver it. Download Speedify today at speedify.com slash WHW. That's dot com slash WHW. You're going to love it. I'm telling you, I love it. You will too. And we're at 3703 here. Let's get going again in three, two, one play. Okay, fans, the excitement continues to mount right here on World Championship Wrestling and Paul Jones. All right, what do you, what do you think Paul Jones is saying here? <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited because I have a wiener the size of a leader. That's right. And the man to my left, Wardlow, put his earrings in on his own. I haven't heard something so stupid since Shuley tried to tell a joke. Ha, 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 ha. Did you know Shuli is two foot one? Ha, 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 That's right. That's right. You're talking about a whack pack. How about the guys that are friends of Conrad's in Huntsville, Alabama? Huntsville, Alabama. It's enough to make Shivani stay in Atlanta, even though he said he wanted to come to Huntsville and see Conrad because he knows better because they're fucking stupid. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, I know, stupid Paul. I'm looking at ha, ha, ha. Let me tell you one thing right now. That's what I always do my promo is it. Let me tell you one thing right now. That I used to have this gimmick that made me look like, uh, I don't know, Hitler. And then I had this gimmick that made me look like a ringleader. And now I don't know why they put me in this red shirt, and this white coat, and this hat. Ha! I'm going to slap the... Did you know that my promos are slap? Uh, I got to get the fuck out of here. Bye. I love that you called him Wardlow, bro. Did I call him Wardlow? Yes. Force a habit. God almighty. Called him Wardlow. Wardlow is something, by the way. Uh, Warlord or Wardlow? Which one do you prefer? Wardlow. Yeah. I think everybody listening to this does. I speak for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty special. Here's another guy that's pretty special because, uh, Kevin, when he got some TV time, mm-hmm. he would make sure that, uh, the guy he was working with, uh, <laughs> he just kicked him in the head. You know that? Well, he yeah. just kicked Larry Stevens in the head. What's wrong with that? Well, he was a little stiff was Kevin. Oh yeah. He was no Kevin was very stiff. He's trying to get over, bro. <laughs> oh, God. The devil. What a nice guy in real life, though. Oh, yeah. Smart to the business. Oh, yeah. Great perspective. Mm-hmm. He had a hell of a run as a booker in WCW. Yeah. He really all, did. All that NWO stuff, man. He was a, he was a big part that I don't mm-hmm. think enough people talk about. When he took over as the booker after Dusty left. Yep. I remember him uh, running a meeting. Mm-hmm. And the meeting was not as smooth as when Dusty ran it. Right. 
But I remember thinking, yeah, he still knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, because a lot, you know, you know, in the old days, um, hell bookers didn't have meetings. They just told every guy what they wanted. Yeah. Here's what it is. Uh Boy, you talk about a a mauling. We just saw one. Yeah. I hope we talk to him. I'd like to hear him talk. He's going to say some things. Yeah. He's, he's main mugging and he's coming around. The Joe Louis Arena and an update on the house. Oh, damn it. The scoreboard. Uh, he's next with Craig <sighs> Sager. I thought for sure we were going to get a Kevin Sullivan promo. I love Mike coming. Old. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yep. Kevin Sullivan, a great win right here on World Championship Wrestling. Well, Tony, I've been down in Florida and I've been listening to a lot of talk on the Superstation. I've been listening to the Four Horsemen talk about reaching down in their gut. And go on that extra mile. I've been talking and listening to talk from a mama's boy talking that money can buy everything. And I've been listening to talk from Ric Flair that to be the man, you have to beat the man. And I've been listening to the rock and roll say that music can save your mortal soul. I listened to the American dream say that his baby girl crawls up on his chest and lays her weary head down and she hears the heartbeat of America. Well, talk this for lovers and I'm the real thing. Playtime is now over. You see, I'm the Omega Man. I am the beginning and I am the end. There's no titles involved when you see me and there's no big money when you see me because what you got to worry about is survival. You see, I've come to make some people extinct. An extinction is forever. So what I'm saying is this, it's real clear. When you get into the ring with me, the thing you have to worry about is survival. I like the reference to Teal there again. And oh, here comes Art Pritz. He's going to have a bad day against Arn Anderson. You think he's going to win with the spine buster or the gourd buster in his OG Anderson boots? I think it's going to be the, uh, the gourd buster. Me too. Yeah. That was a good promo from Kevin Sullivan, by the way. Yeah, that was, that was, that was odd and different, but that's kind of what Kevin was, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm the Omega man. Yeah. Right. Nice little, uh, tip of the cap there. Yeah. Okay. So Arn looks at, you could tell the way he looked at his guy thinking, who do I have here? Another victim. The. uh, the the enhancement personnel back then uh were well i was going to say we're told don't do much except flop around okay well here we go that didn't take long no we were right there there it is ta-da and don't blink you'd miss these matches 
Yep. The replay lasts as long as the actual match. But you know, that means he's not winded. So we're going to get a little double A promo. Ah, uh, good. Here we go. We're about to level the game up. So Tony Giovanni, they tell me there's a little timid fella back here in the dressing room with a bump on his head saying that I stole a little of his glory. Well, Barry Windham, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell your godfather, Dusty Rhodes, I'm telling you, Tony, and this whole public, what I did was cold, calculated, premeditated, and something that came from the heart. You see, Wyndham, I took you to the limit on national television, and what all the critics said was one of the finest matches they ever saw. It's one of the toughest I've ever been in. You're what they say you are. You're number one contender for Flair's title. You're on the Western States champion. You're every bit as good as they say you are, because I felt you. Nip and tuck, toes to toes, nose to nose, for 30 solid minutes. And there's very few athletes on the face of God's earth can do anything for 30 minutes. You try standing up for 30 minutes, it has killed you. So when them, when I tell you, like I'm telling the Rock and Roll Express, that we're through giving, we're going to take and take and take until you don't have enough to take anymore. You take it to the bank. And we'll be right back. It was so real. Yeah. I mean, he just has credibility. Is that the right word? Yeah. Credibility. Credibility. It's like, uh, it's like what Ole was prior to him. <clears throat> That's why he, uh, oh, we're totally going to face the menace. What a name. The menace. Not the phantom menace. Not <clears throat> Dennis the menace. Just the menace. The menace. W- w- with a name like that and a look like that. Well, what do you think? He get- what do you think he <laughs> thinks when he puts that mask on and looks himself in the mirror? <laughs> that I'm the menace. And of course it's funny. <laughs> he just getting the fuck beat out of him. Yes, he is. I mean, you got a, you got a knee to the midsection and that was that. Tully with a drop kick, huh? A nice looking one. Look at that strut too. And here comes a slingshot. Yep. Quick work, baby. The, the menace. <laughs> Dude, when he came back to AEW for that one match last year with uh, yeah. FTR, yeah. and he hit that slingshot, I jumped out of my seat. Yeah. I was so excited. I was fortunate enough to see it. I was watching with Eric Bischoff. We had one seat between us. This is sort of the empty arena days. And when it happened, I jumped up and clapped, and Eric was like, what the fuck is this? But I was like, dude, I can't believe you did that. What This is Tully Blanchard's last match we're watching, I bet. It was awesome. Dean Arn Anderson. And Arn Anderson came out with that Gordon Buster and won his match. As we said before, the four horsemen are still together. And Tony Blanchard with another great win right here on the Superstation. You know, Tony Schiavone, I was listening earlier on the monitor. Ricky Morton, I want, I want, I want. People with belts around the ring beach up. Ricky Morton is 1987. It's not going to happen. I'm an ultimate wrestler. You want to wrestle me? Anytime, place. But you've got to remember... That was done, not personally. Excuse me, Mr. Jim Crockett is out here. Mr. Crockett? What, do you got another check to cancel or something? Uh, no oh. check to cancel. I got a proverbial good news and bad Thanks. news for you. The good news is on October the 18th, the fans in the Omni will get to see Tully Blanchard wrestle. Okay. The bad news for Tully Blanchard, it will be in a lumberjack, and the lumberjack will have belts. Two what? 
Well, that really is what Ricky Morton was talking. He said that the Lumberjacks at the Omni on the 18th will have belts around the ring when you go up against uh, Ricky, I guess. Can you believe that? Belts! The leather straps. What happened to wrestling? Wrestling's on the marquee. Says nothing about Lumberjack matches. (laughs) Regroup. Mr. Crockett. Cancel chicks. Dusty Rhodes. Money above. It all fits together now. Let's please take the horsemen down. They're getting too big for their britches, huh? Well, that's fine. You want lumberjacks? Bring belts. Mr. Crockett, you be one of the lumberjacks. You come down there with a big belt. Because I'm going to throw Ricky Morton right in your lap. And the one thing you don't think about, Ricky Morton, the lumberjack belt match. Everybody that gets thrown in the ring gets whipped like I just did to you on national television. Whipped you like you were a little boy. Now, Ricky Morton, you think about it. Because when it's all over in the Omni or any place else, I'm going to whip you. Orange going to be whipping you. He'll be out there with a belt. And we're going to take you down, and then the championships are ours. It's been your pleasure, as usual. We're coming right back. Man, what a great segment. How fun was that? It felt real. It was I, part of it. I love those little cameos from, uh, from, from Jim Crockett Jr. Mm-hmm. And man, Tully reacted so well to that. That was great stuff. Yeah, talking about canceling checks and Dusty with all the money up here. Yeah. Trying to take the horsemen down. Mm. You could tell they were doing a little bit of shooting there. New office number after Monday, September 28th. The top champions around the country, regional champions. You're calling this show by yourself, Tony. Yeah, I sure am. Nikita Koloff. Here's Mike Rotunda. Uh, I believe the new office number probably was a Dallas number by then. That makes sense. And here yeah, you sure are does. being a yuckster. Yuck, yuck, yeah, yuck. Yuck, yuck. Teddy Long, your special referee assigned. We're at the Superstation. And pretty soon we're going to go to another college scoreboard with Craig Levers. Craig Levers does not have a, a, a leader, Peter. <laughs> but he's been known to stick his earrings in by himself. I like the pause there. A dramatic pause. Stick his. Yeah. There's the air. The, nobody does the airplane spin anymore. Do they? I mean, I think, uh, I mean, <clears throat> got the big swing. You should, you should by, tell Cesaro since he's doing yeah. the big swing, just break yeah. that one out too, man. Yeah. You ever spend much time with Cesaro? Or no, I uh, like 10 minutes at sarcasm, but yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Oh, one of the Coming best. Coming to you from Detroit, Joe Luis Arena, and we'll do oh, it we, right after this. Here we go. Here we go. go. Take a break. Damn it. And come back with the big match. It, yeah, with just a handful of minutes left. But, hey, we're going off the air with a big bang. I hope I hope mm-hmm. we hear you yell, we got to go. You're desperately out of time. Four minutes to go on the show. We understand the excitement is mounting to Joe Luis Arena. Let's go to David Crockett on the floor of the Joe Luis Arena in Detroit. Yeah. You see it. Rick goes for the eyes. He's going up. Up on the top rope. Comes off. Kevin's got him. He has nowhere to go. Except down hard on the mat. (laughs) 
Rick trying to get out. Turns around. Man, this looks and feels big time, does it not? Yeah. David makes me happy listening to him do commentary. He's having so much fun. His enthusiasm is infectious. Now, I was there that night, but you don't see me. No, you weren't. You were in the studios. That's why you don't see me there, but I was there that night. <clears throat> what were you doing? Just pulling your pud? No, I was the ring announcer. <laughs> but you went to yourself live. Amazing. <gasps> Wait, are it's they going to play your voice? And new. Is that going to be your voice? I don't, it probably would be. I can't wait. Unless they, unless they don't, uh, who's sitting next to, uh, David over there. I don't know who that is. That to me, that looks like it could be, uh, a commission. Mm. I don't know if it's commission state or not. Athletic commission member. Cause you know, back in the day, most athletic commission were athletic commission members so they could get ringside seats. Yeah. They just wanted to pay off and let the kids meet the wrestlers and sit up close. That's right. And I think Cody said occasionally they like to watch him dress. Wow. Wouldn't surprise me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking of somebody else, but I remember hearing that thinking, wait, what? <laughs> That's fucking weird. <laughs> just, yeah. Commissions are weird. Commission is just another way of government trying to take money from you. Um, oh, here we go. What's going to happen. Oh, I thought he was going to show Ric Flair's ass. They couldn't do that on TV, could they? Look at Doug Dellinger. Look how well lit this is. Yeah. I mean, the presentation looks awesome. I know that a lot of people maybe don't like the way this looks, but a darkened arena and just a ton of lights around the room. Oh, here we go. Here we go. So we're just going to a static screen here that says world championship wrestling. And it's got the, uh, the continental U S there. And it says the NWA in the top left-hand corner. And there's the sign off. No final words from anybody. Wow. We see the well, title we... change, but boy, that was a little anticlimactic way to close the show. Was it not? Yeah. That was not well done at all. Didn't feel quote unquote finished. No, no, it didn't. It, I guess the, the thought process was mm, they'll bring them back next week. Right. To see more. Right. But that, no, that, that wasn't a good way to do a TV show. It wasn't a good way to do a TV show to try to pretend that we were going to Joe Louis arena live. Well, boys and girls, we got, uh, we got the, the title change in the rear view mirror. We're going to check in in a couple of weeks and see how things are going with Ron Garvin as the champ. We'll be back in two weeks talking about that. Uh, that'll be October 10th, 1987, but next week, Tony is really a milestone show. It's a big deal for us. I don't know that you've been keeping track, but next week is episode 300 here on the program. Whoa, 300. That's right. 300. That's what we're doing next week. And we're going to do something that I think you're going to have a lot of fun with. We're going to watch a special here on Peacock that I think you helped produce uh, for the world wrestling federation before you were out of there, WWF world tour, 1990 for Coliseum home video. 
Holy shit. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to see Jimmy Superfly Snooker over Boris Zukov. Mm. Uh, we'll see Snooker versus the Honky Tonk Man. We'll see Bret Hart versus Dino Bravo. We'll see the Rockers versus the Fabulous Rougeos. A championship match between the Ultimate Warrior and the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. King Jim Duggan versus the Honky Tonk Man. And Hogan versus Savage. Elizabeth in one corner, Sherry in the other. And, you know, this is really all across the world. Like Paris, France is where this Hulk Hogan match happens. Yeah. Tokyo, Japan is where the warrior DiBiase match happens. And you helped put this one together, right? Yeah, I did. As a matter of fact, if I recall, I have to go back and scan through it. We did some leads. We, we did a lot of, we had a camera crew mm-hmm. when, when Alfred, Lord Alfred and I went on tour with the WWE in Europe. And our camera crews, we had our camera crews in, uh, well, in London and in Paris, and I think in Brussels as well. So we may be showing some of those. And I think we, I think we, uh, we used Alfred as our standup mm. guy for those. So I, all those things were produced by me. If in fact they are in there, if I recall. So, well, I'm pumped to see it, man. Cool. It's been, cool. uh, it's been a long time coming. We've talked about doing this for a while and we thought, Hey, let's do something special for episode 300. Tony, I can't believe we got 300 of these dudes in the can after next week. How about that? Before you know, it'll be 600. That's the way life is, but it's been 300 great episodes. We've had a, we've had a great time with each and every one of them. We have. And, uh, unfortunately right now, it looks like it's about that time. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go back into the bathroom at the boot where Conrad and Bo are going to do a wean off. Hog off. Bo takes, huh? Hog off. Hog off. <laughs> I call it a wean off. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, Bo drops his trousers, and that is nothing like a liter bottle. No. Conrad drops his, and that's about the size of Shuley. As a matter of fact, it's bigger than Shuley. We're desperately out of time. See you next week on What Happened When. We come to you Wednesdays on Westwood One Cumulus, but Mondays exclusively and ad-free on Patron. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. And of course, adfreeshows.com.